Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm Ed Clementi. I'm your host today, and we're fortunate to have Frank Muller. He is the CEO of Exalterra. Welcome to the show, Frank. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, no, I'm excited about this because we do have some exciting topics that you're doing over there. But um, let's kind of, you meet somebody, you know, at an event, they don't know what your title of your company is. What do you tell them you do? Well, uh, (laughs) saving the planet is a bit broad, maybe. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, thank you. Uh, We, 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 uh, Exalterra, which stands for Excellence for Earth is a company that is uh, 100% dedicated to rebalance all those uh, 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 problems we have uh, with the environment on our planet. Uh, we started many years ago uh, by addressing stormwater issues with um, changing the way we drain water by using a technology that is completely different, works much better than drainage, but on the most important part is actually highly ecological. It, it doesn't disturb nature like, uh, like drainage does. Um, that's one example. We have over several other technologies, and uh, uh, our uh, DNA or uh, is really about bringing uh, simple technologies that work with the environment that uses the renewable energies of this planet to operate. And and you uh, personally, you come from a background. You were born in Switzerland, and. Uh, which I find fascinating because you speak like four languages, at least that I know of. And I I just find that so fascinating as an American, because most of us only know one language, but we, I know that your company has been doing some extraordinary things. And that's how I first heard about you was through RJ King, who does D business. And he wrote a book about your partner more about both of you. I can't remember, but uh, you want to explain what that was about a little bit? Yeah, um, RJ King uh, met my partner uh, approximately 10, 11 years ago, and he was quite intrigued by um, his vision and by his ability to th- see things in a way that nobody around us uh, uh, is, is, is seeing. And um, basically, over time, with uh, delivering on his promises, Andrew really caught uh, RJ's attention more and more uh, to the point where uh, RJ said, your life is actually already... Uh, an adventure. Uh, you're not very old yet, but still it's worth a book. And so they sat down together many Saturdays over a couple of years. Uh, um, and then um, uh, this April, uh, last uh, last year, RJ published uh, the book uh, called uh, uh, Grounds for Freedom, Saving Chernobyl, that uh, uh, it tells the story of, of Andrew Niemczyk, which is born in Poland, but now a U.S. citizen, uh, uh, lucky for him, and uh, escaped the communist bloc. The, the whole life story of somebody that never stopped in front of adversity. Never. Yeah, and and I know I got to meet him with you on the pre-call once, and uh, I know he sort of is, is he more of like an engineer or, or uh, what? what is his, yeah, I know he's got some good expertise, but I wasn't sure exactly. Well, it's a... Uh, uh, you know, you cannot say he's an engineer because he doesn't have an engineer degree. Um, however, 
we have uh, dozens of engineers coming here to our facility and asking questions to Andrew. So, no, Andrew has this unique ability to, uh, um, uh, to have this strong intuition. Uh, he calls it, I'm in reality. Okay, that's the words he's using to say, for me, what matters is not the explanation. It's not the theory or the hypothesis. What matters to me is to deliver. And that's the key. So deliver means what? Delivering means I see a a problem, I do my analysis, and I act in a way to solve that problem. And solving a problem is not something that many people can do in this world. We can very often put a problem from A to B or hide the problem or diminish the problem, but actually solving a problem is something that very few people on this planet can do. Why don't you explain the Chernobyl angle on this? Because I have to tell you, that's how this all started, is when I saw RJ's book and the Chernobyl was sort of the headline. I had just in Chernobyl two years ago, and I know, you know how rough that place is, but what you guys are doing is fascinating. Can you explain it? Sure. We, we developed a technology called NSPS, which stands for Nuclear Separation Passive System. We developed this technology a few years ago, and we were thinking like, because it is so novel, because it is so unique, um, where can we demonstrate? Where can we have our proof of concept to show the power of this technology? And as it addresses many types of pollutions, quite naturally, it came to us say, well, the worst pollution in the world is radioactivity. And there's one great example of a radioactive problem that most of the people that are 40 years old plus uh, know about still very well because they they probably remember where they were, where they were that day on April 26, 1986. And we said, we need to demonstrate NSPS in the exclusion zone on Chernobyl. And that because not only will we have a very strong impact uh, um, in terms of media, of course, attention, but most importantly, that site is monitored since over 35 years with complete data, they know exactly every inch, square inch, how much radioactivity is there. So we would have a very objective and clear before situation and after situation that we can monitor. Plus, most importantly, you have um, a, uh, uh, several agencies working on that uh, uh, in, the, in the exclusion zone. Amongst one is called uh, one, amongst them one is called SSE Echo Center, which is the one we work with. SSE Echo Center is responsible since more than twenty years to monitor basically all the radioactivity radioactivity in the exclusion zone. So they have a lab; they are certified. So they were the right partner to be establishing the baseline and to work with them towards uh, installing our solution in the ground and demonstrating that it works. And and I think the thing that's even more interesting about that is how you can extrapolate that to a lot of other different situations, right? Correct. Um, so we, we did the installation in Chernobyl on a, on a piece of land that is 2.5 acres uh, in, in surface. So we started installation in, in November, 2019, and um, it, it, you have to imagine we are installing um, polyethylene rods into the ground that have a specific shape, okay? But those rods don't, are, are not all the same length and they are not uh, uh, all at the same depth. There's basically all those various units 
that are individual units, once they're installed on the ground, become a system. They become a deactivator of radioactivity. And so uh, that took almost a year to install. We're talking about 4,840 something uh, of those rods into the ground one by one, uh, uh, some all the way to uh, uh, 56 feet deep. So it was a very big task because it necessitated also a lot of precision. Um, but that's now done, and we were able to announce uh, the year one results. Uh, so after one year, we were able to res- uh, you know, announce the results, which were for us, of course, uh, uh, very exciting because we have already started to diminish radioactivity in ways that are not possible naturally. How does that play for the future of uh, nuclear energy? I know you've got some, uh, you know, specific ideas. Like, who, who, what do you think you're going to be able to use this for? That technology does not only apply to the nuclear energy. However, uh, we would like to immediately offer our solution to the nuclear industry because it is a way to address uh, uh, many sites in the world that are uh, radioactive. But it is also a way in the future to protect uh, uh, zones around nuclear power plants uh, uh, for any eventual catastrophe in the future that can be immediately absorbed with our system. So we are just here with a tool for the nuclear energy uh, uh, industry, and we will uh, 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 we want to partner with them to offer them that solution to increase the safety of the world. Now, you're based out of the Detroit area, right? But you have clients all around the world, right? Correct. We we do have um, offices here in uh, Hazel Park, Michigan. We have offices in Geneva, Switzerland. We do have offices in Poland. We do have uh, uh, business activity in Japan as well. We are basically uh, now increasing our uh, international footprint. And um, uh, most importantly, our products and our machines to install our uh, technology in the ground are manufacturing manufactured here in Michigan, in Hazel Park. And, and you've got quite a few patents as well, too, right? Yes, that's, um, this is um, our, our co- company is all about inventing uh, the tools of the future, protecting them uh, with patents, and then bringing them to markets with companies that are already active in the field of environment, in the field of construction, in the field of uh, um, uh, remediation. So we are partnering with companies and instead of reinventing the wheel and trying to do everything ourselves, no, we do invent the technologies and we basically bring the opportunity to companies to then install it into the ground at the various places we are installing them. You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. Do you have like certain partners beyond nuclear that you want to work with? Like you said construction, but, um, you know, the thing that attracted me a lot is I did a lot of brownfield work prior in the legislature, but... I think the best thing we can do as a society somewhat is to make sure we don't build more brownfields and we fix the ones we have so we don't have to keep expanding, right? 
Sure, sure. Look, there's there's two avenues here that we are uh, currently exploring. First of all, there's uh, uh, the, the the political sphere uh, where we want to uh, basically uh, make our politician aware that there's something, there's a solution now that is extremely simple and extremely safe that can be used to start to clean up sites. And, uh, you know, you can imagine we have many of them in Michigan as well, unfortunately. And that land, once it's cleaned, and when, when I'm talking cleaning, I'm talking about a few, few years and it's cleaned, that land can be reused, okay? So the political uh, uh, sphere is, is, is important. They need to be aware of that because, of course, uh, uh, when we talk about environment, it's never only private companies taking care of it. It's, there's always a, an involvement of any municipalities or government, whatever. So th- those people uh, are now in, in the process of being informed, okay? And then on the, on the business side, if I can say so, we want to partner with either uh, remediation, soil remediation companies or construction companies that can see that as an opportunity to expand what they're doing and uh, and actually bring the solution to their clients and start to solve problems in a way that has never been done before. Yeah, and I'm hoping that the MEDC can help you in some of that pursuit soon. I know you've had some contacts with them already and Hopefully that'll work out for you. The, the MEDC has always been very supportive of Exelterra, uh, always since the beginning. Uh, they they have identified us very early on as as a, as a, as a really big potential, and now we start to deliver. So now it's exciting, of course. But uh, yes, MEDC is is a, a great uh, how can I say a, a bridge builder, a, a connection builder, and that's the key. MEDC is not here to make my business but they can help me to put me in contact with the right people. And that's fantastic. And one, one thing too, we didn't mention about you, but you're actually an honorary Swiss consulate. Is that correct? Yes. I'm the honorary consul of uh, Switzerland in, uh, in, in Detroit. Correct. And I mean, so that's not like you do it, but you got your full-time job, but you just sort of help them out whenever there's issues involving Switzerland or what does the honorary consulate kind of do a little bit? Yes, it's it's an honorary title. Um, uh, for me, it's quite natural that when a country wants to give, you know, gives you his trust to represent, uh, uh, present it here in Michigan. I mean, for me, it's a huge honor, obviously. So I know my family is maybe not so happy about it, but I don't count the hours for that. This is not. <laughs> uh, uh, but they also uh, are very supportive because they understand that. Uh, at any point in your life when you can give up, give back something, uh, it, it is important, especially for you, for your country. And I, I'm very lucky that I grew up in Switzerland. I found a lovely wife in the U.S. that is from Michigan. Uh, my kids grew up in, uh, in Switzerland. And then we moved here 11 years ago and we enjoy beautiful life in Michigan. So, I mean, now I can be the one representative representing Swiss, you know, uh, interests here in Michigan uh, uh, helping Swiss citizens or Swiss companies, but most importantly, a little bit what the MEDC does with companies. I also build bridges between Michigan and Switzerland, and that's something that for me is, is a natural thing because I've I've always been somebody that that likes to do that. So that function as honorary consul comes very natural to me. Yeah, and your bad background was in banking, right, or finance? I can't remember exactly. Correct, correct. I um, my first fifteen years of my career, professional career, were spent in various banks in Switzerland, and that that time enabled me to travel a lot in the world. It enabled me to uh, keep 
you know, uh, speaking all the languages I've learned and not forgetting them. And so I'm very thankful for that. But eventually at one point I was, mm, I told my wife, Nali, something has to change. I need to see, explore something more. Uh, I, I, and that's why we decided to come to, uh, to Michigan. It was a natural choice. And, you know, one of the questions I normally ask, but you gave me a good answer in our pre-call. I said, you know, what other disruptors do you see? And he, you said, we are the disruptor, right? Yes, we are. And, and I, I, I use that word with all the weight it, 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 it comes with. You know, um, everybody always talks about, oh, disruptive this, disruptive that. What we do, we actually not disrupt the business model. We actually disrupt um, a, 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 the way of looking at environment and solving environmental problems. And although it sounds extremely uh, fancy, it comes with a very difficult task of moving mentalities, of having people accept the fact that with our solutions that are so simple, we can solve such huge problems. And it, so it, it is not uh, from one day to another that we're able to, to break those mental barriers uh, because we are not something that is taught at universities or colleges. Uh, we are completely outside the box. And uh, we do partner with now a lot of colleges and universities that are now uh, with us. But it took us a long time to basically show the people what we do works. We understand how it works 100%. And we can guarantee the results, which is the most important at the end. Yeah. And I think, too, your location here is pretty critical to a state like Michigan because we were the biggest manufacturing sort of epicenter since like the thirties, you know, maybe even earlier. So, you know, with that comes some legacy challenges, but also sounds like there could be a lot more opportunities with your science that you guys are putting in the ground to create new opportunities that people might've ignored for a long time. Absolutely. There's, there's going to be a, a, first of all, we, we, as you say correctly, we are in an ecosystem here where production Manufacturing is the DNA of the area. And this is something that I absolutely love. And I discovered when I moved here, I was in the service industry for many years. I had no clue what it means to manufacture something. Now I can say I, I, I know what it means and it's fascinating and it's absolutely exciting. And so we will um, develop many more things in the future, not only on the environmental side, also uh, in the field of hydraulics. Um, and in the field of materials. So we have a pipeline that is pretty full. And so all those things will have a strong impact. And I can tell you now already, it will have a strong impact on the car industry. Ah, good to know. I uh, will look forward to that. Also, just a little side question, because your, your question will be interesting too, your answer. But um, if you could go back and talk to your high school self or to... Uh, any, I'm thinking of a career, what would you suggest? Because you've had a couple of different careers now. I did have a couple of different careers, correct. I was, uh, I have to be very honest with you. I was never a good student. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking I, to one too. And, and this is maybe why I decided to always explore new things because for me it was difficult to put me in a kind of a box. And, and so I was an average student that uh, crawled my way through uh, all those years of high school and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, I need to also explore things by myself to understand them by myself. And, and so, but that's my nature. You know, uh, I have three kids. My, my first kid, 
he's a very academic person. He wants to become a doctor. Fine. Well, my second kid, he's not so much liking school like me. He's already told me I don't want to go to college. I said, okay, it's okay not to go to college. However, you need to learn a skill that makes you unique. Because what's, what matters is the excellence. It's not about uh, 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 the best grades, whatever. What matters is that you deliver results that other people are not able to do, that you need to be very strong at what you do. And honest, that's the key with yourself, with your employer. With, the honesty is the key. When you realize you're not at the, at the level you need to be, you need to work harder. And, and, and that means honesty with yourself. Well, this last question, you've been here 11 years now. Do you have a favorite thing you like about Michigan? I know you uh, like the manufacturing side of it, but anything else you find of interest now that you've been here a while? Well, look, I, I, I keep meeting very interesting people here. I, I really enjoy the people of, of the state of Michigan. I have made so many friends here. Uh, there's a curiosity. There's an enthusiasm here. And there's this, um, uh, look, I grew up in Geneva, Switzerland. And come on, it's a beautiful city. You know, everything runs well. But people keep complaining about, oh, this doesn't go well. Here in Detroit, people are not complaining so much. I think they are proud of being in, in Detroit, even though there's many problems, even though we, you know, it's getting much better from 10 years ago. But still, I, I like this attitude of just going forward. And uh, so I like the people. Obviously, I also like the nature. I mean, Michigan has so much to offer. Every summer with my family, we, we go up north like millions of, <laughs> of Michiganders. And, and we just enjoy the nature here. There's always something new to see. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a, we're very blessed to be here in Michigan. Well, those were all good answers. And I want to thank again Frank Muller, CEO, Exalterra, for being our guest today. Uh, you bring a lot of enthusiasm and my really hopefully... We'll be able to hear from you in the future about some of these great projects you're going to be putting in place. Yes, Ed. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it's always a great, uh, you know, you know, for me the chance to to share with people about what what we're doing at Exaltera is fantastic, and uh, I thank you for that opportunity. Join us this Friday as we have a special episode guest, Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development Director Gary McDowell for Agriculture Month. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.